All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy holidays and welcome back to The Climb, the StarCraft II podcast focused on the Below Masters Blue Collar Leagues. I am your host, Will, aka Lord Cranial. Hello, my name is Dan. I go by Captain Hoppa. Each episode, we will dive into the ups and downs of the Diamond Ladder experience while searching for the secrets to get good. Yep, we're just two normal players working to get to that next rung of the ladder, and we hope you enjoy the discussion tonight. We're going to be taking some time and reflect upon the previous year, the custom games, the ladders, the promotion screens, the red triangles. Um, It's been quite a year. I'm always thrilled to have these discussions with you, Will, and I'm also very thankful for every one of our listeners who's made it this far. Um, and again, 15 episodes, man, it's, uh, it's very exciting. But, uh, before we just get into this general talk, um, I have a question for you, Will. How is the ladder going? Uh, it's, uh, it's going. I've finally gotten back into regular ladder play, like being able to at least have like a consistent schedule. I've definitely been... Like there have been a couple of nights where I'm extremely frustrated because I'm not quite back to the level that I used to be at. Um, Like in particular, the night that we did a couple of customs, I was like, I was, I was so angry with myself. I'm just like, at one point uh, I remember you uh, like you push with a bunch of roaches. I'm like, how did I not defeat this? I am usually good at this. What the fuck is happening? I don't want to base trade again, (laughs) but, um, we're actually, we've gotten back to a better spot. Uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, laddering off stream just because I want to get kind of like focus on a bit of some of the mentality stuff before I get back into streaming regularly because I realize that I'm not quite at the point where I can just like hop on stream and be okay with it. But it's, we've been working a lot on like mentality off stream and we've actually been climbing uh been climbing back up a little bit and i've been pretty consistent with my performance recently so i'm I'm pretty happy with that i'm kind of glad that i'm going to be ending out the year at i believe a net positive mmr which you know that's always a good thing yeah no that's uh that's that's good to hear i i know it's it's one of these things with starcraft 2 where it's like if you don't have that ability to be like consistent in the practice it's it it's very hard sometimes to feel like there's any like growth, you know, because you, you feel like you're just constantly like rebuilding whatever you lost in in the time in between. Uh, but I, but I kind of know that feeling you're talking about when like you feel like you're like kind of hitting a stride and like in a groove, so to speak, with with either, you know, the frequency or, or the type of practice you're doing. And um, hey, that's great. It sounds like you're it sounds like you're checking a lot of boxes. And I also totally agree with the like not streaming thing, because like, it's definitely like when I fire up the stream, it's definitely committing to doing two things at once. And like sometimes you, you just the brain just doesn't it can't <laughs> it can't do it. And Starcraft is already challenging and streaming is already challenging. Like both of those isolated are a lot of work. Uh, but, you know, I think it's also good to to take some time off stream and to, you know, just focus on the games and focus on yourself and um, I'm glad it sounds like it's it's making it's making things happen so you know that's that's great to hear yeah I mean it it's definitely it's definitely like a 
a negative feedback loop if I get into a bad mood on stream. And then, you know, because then you start thinking about the fact that you're like in a bad mood and that kind of just cascades into your games. You start playing poorly, then you start getting more moody. At least that tends to be the uh, the case for me. Um, I've seen some a couple of other people talk about this on stream and some like some people say that it actually makes them more like leveled out which i've always found kind of weird because like it's the exact opposite for me because that it hypes me up like i get more emotional on stream than i do uh like off stream and i think part of it's just like whenever i'm off stream i have you know a chance to kind of like calm down and you know it's easier to keep in mind that like okay yeah this so this kind of sucked but you know we'll just breathe and then we'll continue laddering. But I, it, the, for some reason, it doesn't work the same whenever I'm streaming. I did, like, as the year progressed, I was getting better and better about, you know, like, being super emotional or, like, using, you know, some of my emotions to drive my gameplay harder rather than, like, outwardly screeching. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's taken a little bit of time to get back into that uh, or just getting back to the point where I'm using my emotions as a driving force rather than, like, a negative outburst yeah i i that's interesting you said that about streaming too because it's like uh i'm i think i'm the same i'm in the same boat as you to where it's like it just adds a lot more weight to it and for me this is for me i don't know about you but for me i'm fucking embarrassed <laughs> when i when i have to play in front of an audience and i feel like i'm not playing my best like that's the main emotional driver for me is like i am embarrassed at how i am performing because like i am like on a stage performing in a certain way and that's how i feel when i when i stream and like to to perform and like just you know bomb it's that's that's part of it you know like that's that's part of the package deal but like yeah i i think there are people who do like i don't know maybe if it's they're they're more on the more extroverted side of things where it's like they get like a like they feel like they have like a supportive group around them and they can like feed off of that but for me i just I just I just feel like I'm not doing a good show you know what I'm saying um and, and you know I I know it's like people aren't expecting me to win every game but like I just even if I lose I want to lose like well you know and uh I think that's that's always a challenge we hey we're gonna do this streaming episode eventually and uh I'm surprised we haven't tapped into that already but it, it's on the docket eventually eventually we'll get there but yeah there's there's always a lot to talk about I think there yeah, I mean, I'm the exact same way too. It, it, you are putting me on a stage, and I tend to also be fairly introverted. I'm not not to say that I don't like streaming. I love streaming a great deal. Like this is it's a great kind of like creative outlet for me. But then again, it does like hype up my emotional states. And there are definitely some vods that I just like. I don't want to go back and look at because there's going to be like secondary cringe just yeah. you know <laughs> yeah 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 no no i, I totally understand it's, yeah you because you just watch yourself and just like oh my god i am so angry at this why am i so pissed off right now uh but yeah I'm, uh, one of my big focuses off stream right now is just to kind of get back into a more level state of mind yeah no and that's uh that's good uh anything like matchup specific or, or anything that you're you're working on so I do have a couple of things that I've been working on recently. Uh, in TVP, I've been trying to be just an unrelenting force of annoyance. Uh, and what I mean by that is just constant, like 
constantly trying to get mind drops in, constantly throwing liberators at, uh, you know, at nexuses and trying to just snipe probes off with those. Uh, if I don't have mines, then we just drop like a handful of marines somewhere and have them start picking off probes. Like I'm just, I'm trying to be just a constant nuisance to all of the Protoss players on ladder. And it's actually been really successful, even against, you know, some of the more aggressive Protoss styles. It's just like, well, as soon as I'm done dealing with your bullshit, I'm just going to be in your face nonstop and you're never going to get a chance to rest because I'm, I'm going to be there. No matter what you're doing, I'm going to be there in your face. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I think that's, I think that's always great. And I think those type of, um, those type of focuses are, are really good for, for you in a way, because like you're, uh, you're forcing your opponent to play perfectly in a way, right? Like you're, you're creating a lot of opportunities for them to make mistakes, right? And I, I think there's a lot to be said when you're the person who's dictating that, when you're the person being like, well, you better split your probes perfectly or whatever. And like, if you just like, even if you're not getting it, as long as you keep doing it, like you only need like one or two to slip through or whatever. And then you can kind of go from there. But um, that's good, man. I mean, it's uh, being annoying, I think, is a really good quality to have as a player, too, because there's certain there's certain people I play to where I'm just like this. This is the most annoying thing. And it's it's meaningless, but it is so annoying that I have ruined my build. Like, <laughs> like it's happened to me in ZVZ where they send a drone across, which is like so rare in ZVZ. But just that drone being there is enough for me to be really, really annoyed. <laughs> yeah, and the nice thing is, is that usually it's not super APM or attention intensive. So, you know, I, I drop the mines in, I burrow them, and then I stop paying attention to them for a little while. Um, you know, the, you know, the moniker cool guys don't look at explosions, although I do it in replay. So I guess it doesn't really count, but, uh, you know, like setting up a liberator is not that difficult. In fact, usually what I do is I just queue it up on the mini map and then that's it. I'm done thinking about it. Uh, but it, it's like, it's costing me less APM and attention than it's going to cost my opponent to deal with it. And I've been like, I've been really kind of obsessed with that, especially in TVP. It's just, you know, it's always fires that they have to put out. Meanwhile, I'm just continuing on with my uh, macro machine, but you know, bear in mind, uh, I'm not quite used to doing it as aggressively as I have been recently. So I'm still having to like work through supply blocks and, uh, you know, actually producing SCVs and making sure that my economy is, you know, in tip top shape so that I can just push across the map and kill people. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's also good to like do that sort of stuff with like a somewhat low expectation, right? Cause like, you know, that one liberator is not going to win you the game, but you also know that like, you don't need to look at it. You know, and, and I think that that's like, I think this is such a typical diamond thing too, where it's like, we're all just constantly fighting this urge to look at everything that we're fighting or whatever, like, like all the time, you know, and I think everyone does it and everyone knows that they need to do it less. And like, I think everyone is having that thought simultaneously, but it, it's just like, yeah, you have to not look at it and they're going to deal with it. And then you have to go back home and do whatever you have to do. And, and uh, just just having that kind of like, well, we're going to send this out and, 
uh, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, it, it's great because it also it still allows you to focus on your build and, you know, your objectives in the game. So, yeah, it's great, man. It's good to hear. Yeah, I've been I've actually been having a lot of fun with it uh recently. The other thing that I've been working on a lot is uh I've been trying to take a Maru approach to TVZ in the fact that if I take it like if I feel like I'm just taking bad fights like in the early and mid game, my entire goal at that point is no longer to attack and do stuff, it's just to survive and have like a five base economy as many command centers as possible and be completely unbreakable. There have been some issues with that. I haven't quite gotten it to work properly yet, but we're getting closer. You mean you're not playing like Maru? Yeah, I mean, Twitch chat's constantly telling me to play like Maru and I'm finally doing it. I'm not getting results. I don't understand. Guys, what are you doing? <laughs> it's uh, it's actually, it, it's really difficult. It really is because you have to think about, uh, you know, the positioning of buildings is actually important because you don't want like ultras to just like charge in and destroy everything or, you know, making corridors that links have to run through so that they get bought by siege tanks. Uh, you have to know where the Zerg is. You have to have like the ultimate late game Terran army. And that is not easy to control because it's all ghosts, all liberators, tanks, um, what is the other thing? There's Marauders. Uh, you know, you're going to have a couple of other, like, utility units thrown in there. So it's, like, it's really difficult to control. But it's even, even though I'm a novice at doing it, I, it still feels really, really potent. I just haven't quite gotten it to work yet. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's, I think that's a good approach. And I think that's also, like, a good, like, game sense thing to develop. Because this is, like... The, the classic Maru thing, which I think is so impressive, is when he is like, he does some opener or he does a push or whatever, and he'll get shut down or denied. And then he just flips the switch and he's like, all right, time to never leave my base and uh, get three command centers and uh, come at me, bro. It, it's, it's very incredible to watch him do that because he can recover from games that other Terrans, like even, even a Terran like Clem or someone may or may not be able to. Uh, you know, set themselves up for that situation, but but he's able to recognize like, well, hey, that that fight went really bad. Time to lock down all the doors and uh, just sit here until I have like eighteen ghosts to, that can run around. You know, then we can play the game out from there. And I think that's always impressive, and I think that that also makes you a much more resilient player. And it also like it allows you to enter the late game with a plan, and like. There's so many people who enter the late game, myself included, with no plan whatsoever uh, other than like, well, uh, I don't know, let's attack here, I guess. Like, like it, it, to, to have a plan in the late game, I think is so, so powerful and uh, automatically like sets you ahead when you enter these situations, um, especially if you're entering it, you know, on your own terms. So um, that's good. That's that's kind of terrifying because those are the Terrans that, that kind of destroy me once they lock down tight enough. Like, <laughs> So, hey, good, good. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah, it does give me a plan in the late game, but I never know or I haven't quite figured out when to start initiating that plan. Initially, what I was doing is just like if I lose the Hellions at the beginning of the game, we're in lockdown mode. I will go ahead and say that doesn't work. 
I, <laughs> it's yeah. way too early. Yeah, to start yeah. It might thinking. be a little early. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> early. <laughs> might be a little early. A little early. A little early. But hey, no, that's good. Well, yeah, that's that's also why I think it's a really good game sense thing too, because it's also like, I, I think it every time Maru flips that switch, it's like absolutely the correct call. You know, like it, it, it's and it's such a it's such a like intangible like awareness kind of thing. Um, where he, he just he just knows that that he his objectives are so clear to him and what he needs to accomplish. And again, I don't think you'll get that overnight. But um, it, even it's it's one of these things where if you start attempting to to do these kind of changes or these kind of shifts, I think eventually you're going to get a really good sense for it and like a really good you know checklist to run through or something like that before you do stuff like that. And uh, I'm I'm sure it'll make you very powerful and very scary because. Uh, I've, those Terrans, man, once you get fortified, it's uh, it's tough. And I also think, like, from a Zerg perspective, it's one of those strategies, too, where it's, like, it really feeds on the desperation of your opponent because the more and more desperate they get, the more, like, insane they're going to attack into you and give you better fights. And, like, um, I know I certainly die in a lot of games out of, desperation that it's getting out of hand or fear or you know it, it just uh you you really can take control of the situation just by chilling you know yeah um a another issue that i've been running into with this style is that it's not a style i usually go for i usually like to be the person like being super aggressive and like constantly pushing constantly fighting constantly trading and it's it's really really weird to suddenly have to flip the switch and just like I don't I don't care what you do I'm going to sit in my base and do whatever I want you can, you know you can have your game of Starcraft over there, but it's 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 really really strange honestly. Yeah, I mean it's I think it's just it's just like entering another mid game too, and it's like your opponent has a lot of choices in those situations too, right? They could just try to break you immediately or they could, you know, work their way to broods or some other unit that like forces you to change what you have or something like that. So I, I do think there is a lot. It, it's such a it's such a deep part of the game where there's so many paths that that can go back to or even like, even like, you know, they go super heavy on Ling Bane and then they lose all of it, but then they go back into something completely different and then like, you know, it, it's stuff like that, that that can make it really challenging. But... Um, again, I think the more you get in those situations, the more comfortable you'll be kind of just figuring it out as you go. Well, I think the plus the plus side of um, a lot of Terran armies is that they typically tend to be kind of homogenous. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot of variation in the different, you know, compositions that Terrans tend to put together. Like, in the end, you're usually always going to see like ghost tank liberator or, you know, maybe a couple of ravens or battle cruisers tossed in. But usually it's like it's pretty much the same and you just have to learn how to use them differently. Like if you're turtling, you're going to kind of use your ghost differently than you would be if you're being super aggressive. Like if you're trying to be more aggressive, like you'll probably throw down a couple of nukes. You'll probably uh, be trying to be a little bit more aggressive with your snipes. Your liberators are going to be positioned differently depending on whether you're turtling or if you're trying to be aggressive. It's, I guess that's, that's the biggest thing is just like, I don't know quite how to be turtly rather than aggressive. But then again, you know, it's, you know, using late game compositions and learning how to use them is always really difficult. Yeah. Well, the only way to get better is to try, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. good, it's good stuff. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll say one more thing. Uh, 
I don't know what's going on in TVT. I have had so many odd, weird games in TVT. I'm not sure what Terrans are doing anymore. Uh, I had a game on Blackburn where the Terran decided to go, well, not only go mech, but also steal both gold bases, and or both gold bases on Blackburn, on the outside, with no access to the gas or anything. So it's essentially like, if you're going mech, you have to have a lot of gas. Like it's, I don't, I don't know what Terrans are doing. I've seen so much weird stuff. <laughs> well, it's a. Uh a game of choices and uh sure <laughs> i don't want to be the guy to say you're making the wrong choice but it it's an odd choice <laughs> yes it certainly it certainly falls into the category of questionable um but that's his choice <laughs> you you can choose to play the game that way and if you're having fun then you know more power to you it's fantastic i'm still going to try and crush you though <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you had any other specific games that you uh, you wanted to get into. Uh, I do have a, a couple of games for highlights and lowlights. Um, the highlights and lowlights tonight are a little bit ambiguous, just because I don't quite know how to classify each one. So I'll start with the highlights, which is technically starts off as a lowlight. I played a TVZ versus an opponent who Ling flooded me. And, you know, usually Terran has pretty good tools for dealing with a Ling flood, but my Hellions were out of position. I did not count the drones at the third base. I kind of missed the move out with the Lings. So I kind of had my ass handed to me. So I was just like, okay, yeah, well, you're, you're going to lose to, you know, an all-in or a cheese every once in a while. It kind of happens. I played another game, and then the next game I got after that, it was the same person. I was just like, oh, I know what I'm doing. We're I'm going to metagame this guy. And I did something that I haven't done since Bronze or Silver League, and I walled off the low ground. It was on Curious Minds, so I walled off the, low, like the natural ramp. That's not something I've ever done. <laughs> But because I knew it was going to be a Ling flood, but uh, opponent mind gamed my mind game and saw that I was walling off the low ground. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to transition into roaches then." But I discovered what he was doing, and saw the roach war, and I saw some ravagers being made. I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm just going to slap down some bunkers, and you're not going to get in." And we had a really, really nasty fight at my natural ramp. Um, I like, I barely got away with holding the, uh, the roach aggression and I, I did it with, you know, a couple of bunkers, widow mines and a liberator, which that is not the composition you really want versus roach ravager, but we still made it work. Um, but yeah, eventually like he had to tap out and I was just like, yes, a successful meta game. No, that's awesome, man. Good, good stuff. I, I like, uh, I like the drasticness of it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I like how you're just like, you know what? He did this thing. I'm gonna go very extreme in my response, and he's gonna have to deal with it. And then, uh, props to him for thinking outside the box, I guess. Or I don't know if he's, I don't know what type of player he is. Maybe this is very common for him in his wheelhouse. But, uh. Yeah, no, and then he changes the change, and then you kind of hang on by the skin of your teeth there, and uh, that's that's great, man. Uh, I also think it's it's hilarious in those situations where 
you you kind of realize you don't have the right tools for the job, but they're the only tools that you're holding. So you you just got to make it happen. And um, sometimes you can pull those out and it always feels great when you uh, can make make lemonade out of that that kind of situation, you know? Yeah, it was it was definitely not an easy hold. Uh, I, I had to pull SCVs and everything. I think even after that, like I was still up in workers. So I was in a position where even if he did not leave, I could still, you know, make something happen. But there, there's nothing scarier than having a liberator and seeing ravagers starting to throw biles everywhere. It's just like, I have to micro this now. This is not good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely easier for the Ravager player. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely a part of my mind where it's just like I knew I should have gone Banshee this game, but my, you know, I was I was still in this kind of mindset of just like, okay, we're gonna get a Liberator out and we're just going to like send it across the map to like just harass him at all times. Oh, I, I forgot to mention like during that game. Uh, I did get, I did wind up getting the Hellions. And as soon as I started seeing like roaches and ravagers move across the map and start, you know, tapping on my wall, like I just send them in and started killing drones like immediately. It was like not even, you know, like as soon as I saw it, I'm just like, I have to commit with these. Like these are basically worthless now. Yeah, no, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's such a good feeling too when you make those kind of snap decisions. And it's like, well, and it's also like when you, when you think about it, you're like, well, these Hellions are worthless, like 100% worthless for me. So how can I throw them away in a meaningful way and to just send them across? It's uh, That's a great call. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's great when you can always execute that just fluidly. And uh, that's good, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I was, I was super thrilled with that. So my low light is also technically a highlight. Um. The only reason I'm classifying it as a low light is because I lost. It's the only reason why. But I played a game versus another Diamond Zerg. And I decided... I, I lost the Hellions initially. Uh, I, I lost the Banshees. I lost my first push. So, you know, I was just thinking, all right, we're going to try the Maru thing. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sticking to my side of the map. I'm making tons of siege tanks to kind of like hold the line. What people don't tell you is that if you, well, I guess it's it's kind of common knowledge, but if you leave a Zerg alone, they're going to like expand like crazy and get all sorts of shit to like, you know, deal with you and their economy will go through the roof and they'll have a massive bank. And the whole point of the Maru build is that you fight wildly efficiently to deal with that bank. I did not fight that efficiently. <laughs> I, I was having some trouble with uh, dealing with some of the ultralists that were coming across. I actually did manage to snipe a couple of bases with a like a, a move out of marine tank. But after I saw the ultralist, I was just like, okay, well, we have to go back into lockdown. There's nothing much we can do here. But yeah, I like I was trying to hold the line. I, I had a couple of nice corridors that the ultras were getting kind of stuck on, but you know, at the same time, I didn't quite make the, the composition transition that I needed to. So I was kind of stuck on Marine tank instead of, you know, having tons of ghosts, tons of liberators and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. The good things were is that like, I could see him coming because I had plenty of sensor towers. I had a lot of command centers. Uh, the problem with that one being is that I wasn't defending the, some of the outlying bases very well. So I was just losing command centers at about the same rate, but yeah, it's, it, it was a nice step 
towards like learning the build and i like after i looked at the replay and everything like the guy had to make like two two and a half armies to actually deal with me which i feel like is a success in my book like the guy even had uh vipers and was using their spells pretty effectively so i was thinking like this is kind of a win for me like this is a like a, a foreign style for me and i kind of made it work we did lose but like the ability to go through with it is there well, and I think this is like when when you're doing this kind of stuff is that like when you enter this phase of the game, it's just like every priority is completely different from what it usually is, right? Like it's something that I kind of dealt with when it's like all I ever did was three base plays. So like once I have a fourth and a fifth, it's like, what do I even like do? It's like, why do I have to? Oh, I have to keep this base alive because it's the only one I'm mining off of. It's like, it's just different, different prioritization that like I had no frame of reference for. Um, the nice thing is, is that I, I do think you can look at the replay and you can get a lot of information from that, especially just like decision making and like map presence stuff. Like, um, because it, it's in a certain way you can still kind of look at the factors and kind of make decisions from that and it sounds like you got a lot of good uh information out of it and uh that's that's great <laughs> and yeah the fact that he had to like rinse and repeat a bunch of times i mean you know you could still always improve on the execution but that's like a theoretical <laughs> a theoretical win you know like like philosophically that's what you want him to do is you want the Zerg to keep remaking armies and keep burning money trying to break you um but you know, it's just you, know, you gotta support the wall a little bit better, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I some of the building spacing could have been a little bit more efficient so that you know my tanks weren't getting clawed apart consistently. But there is really no better feeling than seeing a Zerg throw Ultralisk at you and then they're kind of melting. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's 300 200 you just threw away. There's another 300 200 and another 300 200. But I mean, I did learn a lot from that replay. I really did. Like, the, the building placement could have been different. Uh, the tank positioning could have been different. The way I pushed out every once in a while could have been more efficient so that I'm not, like, losing a ton of tanks or, like, I'm not just throwing Marines away. Uh, it, there's definitely a lot that I learned there. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and again, it's, you know, if you're learning a new situation, um, I do think there is a certain amount like again this is the stuff that like Maro does that just he, Maro just makes it look so easy like even the building placement stuff like it just looks easy because like you it it's just natural to Maro in a way and the same thing with like his aggression like while he's turtling where it's like he'll still kind of like trim the zerg down a little bit or like uh, you know poke out and, and kill kill a base and then pop back back in and um, yeah you're you're getting there <laughs> Yeah, but that's really all I had for my ladder experience. How about you, man? How's the ladder been treating you? Uh, pretty good. Um, I, I still can't believe this, honestly, but I've been at like 3.9 for like the last month, I guess, at this point, like, <laughs> like, like very solidly, like it hasn't really gone up above 4k that much, but like, I, I haven't dropped it, it. I haven't dropped below 3.8 in, in over a month, I think. So like, that's cool because I'm not in red triangle land uh, and I'm, I'm in, I'm in the diamond one league and I'm staying there for the most part. And uh, it's, it's cool, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely like, uh, I feel like I'm hitting a stride in ZVT recently. Like this is mainly like in the past week, 
Like I, I just feel like I've been, I've been kind of crushing it, and, and that's kind of my highlight. And I'll, I'll get into that. But like, uh, it just, it's just been feeling good. And uh, I'm also like, because I've been kind of breaking even as far as MMR goes. I'm also trying to go a little bit outside of what I'm doing. Uh, like, like ZVP, I, I'm starting to. Uh, I'm starting to use my brain more when I'm queen walking, which I think is always good. And I'm I'm th I'm in the game, and I'm trying to read the situation more actively, um, and make decisions that are more uh, more intelligent and less YOLO, but still, you know, the heart of a YOLO. <laughs> like, like that's still my intent. Like my intent is still to end the game, you know. But it's also like ah. Uh, why don't we get a layer? We'll get 40, 48 drones, and then we'll push with uh, 10 queens instead of seven queens. You know, like it, it's it's those kind of changes. And um, I've been able to pull that off a little bit and also not been able to pull that off a little bit. But um, I'm, I'm making these decisions, and uh, it, it feels good, man. Because, again, I, I, I still feel like I have a, a, good, a good degree of, like, awareness and a good degree of knowing things and as a zerg knowing things is very important but it also shapes the actions that i do right so um, i'm just navigating that a little more fluidly i feel like uh and uh it's it's not too bad it feels nice yeah that's that's awesome to hear that uh you've kind of solidly put yourself in diamond one lately that's a that's a pretty big accomplishment i'm super happy for you dude uh, I, I've noticed in your streams, like, you know, you're, you're pretty consistently at 3.9 K and, you know, ending streams at like a little a bit over 4 K. So it, your floor is definitely coming up and it's really, really exciting to see that you're, uh, you're climbing the ladder just as the podcast intended. <laughs> yes. It's definitely, it's definitely the podcast. The podcast is helping me, <laughs> propelling me, propelling me up this ladder. Um, but yeah, it, it's also one of these things too, where it's like, uh, I know my goal was kind of like I want to be solid diamond one, and and now it's been like four weeks, and I'm like I I guess I'm solid diamond one. Like like I don't want to say it because then I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna jinx myself, but uh, I think I am. <laughs> you know I'm on the low I'm on the low end I'm on the low end of diamond one for sure, but like it, it's there. <laughs> so hey, I'll take it. I mean, solid diamond one is still solid diamond one. I I take that. Yeah, I might I might wait wait another week before I start throwing a party for it, but uh I'm I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, like at some point you <laughs> at some point you can't keep saying that you're uh D2 otherwise I'd be telling people I'm still plat 2. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's also like I I had this thought the other day too where it's like do I do I dare put Diamond 1 in my stream title? <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> Do I? Do I dare do it? Because it just says Diamond Zerg, which like is fine for me because I'm like, yeah, I'm Diamondish, whatever, who cares? Um, but if I, I'm like, if I put Diamond One in there, I feel like that might be the tipping point that knocks me back down. But this is all just like superstition, you know. This is like baseball superstition quality. So like, I'm just like, maybe I'll wait another week and then I'll put Diamond One in the stream title, just see how it feels, <laughs> and then I'll, I can, I can, you know, feel proud about it, you know. I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think you should celebrate it a little bit more. Like, think about the people who get grandmasters at the beginning of the season. Like, I, I feel like that's still something that you should like celebrate. Like, you you 
you do have the skill to become grandmaster or you know like people who like immediately like get in get the badge for masters three is just like i'm masters three now like i, I feel like those are the things that can be celebrated like yeah sure maybe you're going to dip down a little bit Maybe you're going to go on a massive loss streak after getting it, but you know, you reach that, you reach that border and you kind of prove to yourself that like you do have the capabilities to stand with those, like with people that have the masters three border. So I, I, I think you should, I think you should celebrate it. I think you should be proud. <laughs> I mean, you are proud, but you know, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it under <laughs> consideration. All right. <laughs> uh, it's also good to hear that you're uh you're learning a little bit more about the queen walk and ZVP and like being able to adapt under different circumstances or, you know, taking into consideration different things that the Protosses are doing. So that's, that's pretty neat to hear. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I got, I got some replays from Neuro. I haven't, I haven't looked at them yet, but you know, they're his replay pack or whatever. And he was talking about this, uh, like the, it's the queen walk, but it's the 66 drone version, which is like a real, like it's a full macro, you know, setup, right. And it's like, I could give that a shot. It's, it's fundamentally the same. It's just, there's more drones It's later and there's a lot more Queens, but fundamentally it's the same thing. So I might start giving that a shot. I haven't really dive, dive dove into those replays yet, but, uh, it's, I, who knows? I, like you know, I, I think the other thing too that that I've realized about this, as as I'm talking about it, as I'm realizing it, this apprehension to admit that I'm diamond one is just that like, I feel like my improvement has been like so incremental and so just like, yeah, I don't I don't exactly know why I'm playing at this level. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's not like I can point at one thing and be like, oh, I fixed this problem and now I'm diamond one. It's more just like. Yeah, I'm just a little bit better at everything, and that's it. And, and sometimes that's a very fleeting, fleeting feeling. So um, I, I think that's I think that's part of it. Is it's just like I don't know why. It's just everything's a little better. <laughs> so I feel like this just kind of the nature of improvement at at a certain point. Like you're going to like it tends to kind of plateau a little bit. Um, it's, it becomes harder and harder to pinpoint like the one thing that you're doing better. Like when I was in bronze and silver, it's just like, okay, we get up to 66 SCVs and all of a sudden I'm, you know, crushing people or to get into gold. It's just like, I use add-ons and make five barracks and I typically tend to win. And now it's just like, if I gain 200 MMR or if I gain like, you know, halfway up the diamond two, uh, border, it, it's just like. I don't know what I did, what I'm doing differently. I just, I feel cleaner in my execution. It's, you know, it, it's hard to say, it, it becomes harder to pinpoint uh, because you're starting to take into consideration like more minor details and you're taking, you're like, you're tweaking stuff just a little bit to make it more efficient. But yeah, I, I feel like that's a pretty normal feeling. Just like, I'm just, I'm getting better. <laughs> well, when I also feel like it's probably going to be like, what it's going to be like for the rest of my improvement. Like I, I, I know I'll probably never have the same like leaps and bounds that I did, uh, you know, from gold to plat and from plat to diamond and from diamond three to diamond two, like I, it's not going to be, uh, as dramatic. And I think it's just going to, I'm just going to settle into this kind of incremental. And again, I've been in inc this incremental change sort of mode for a while now, but it's also like, this is the first time I've had a border, <laughs> uh, from this incremental change in that kind of way. So, you know, Hey, it's, it's cool. Again, I'm, I'm excited, but, um, 
I'm superstitious too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. I, I, I don't blame you. Uh, do you have anything uh, specific with ZVZ or ZVT? Um, ZVZ, I played like two ZVZs, so no. <laughs> uh, it, whatever. Like, I just don't, I, I haven't played very much. I want to. Like, I, I always say this, I want to keep playing it, but I, I just don't. I ran into like two Zergs and, you know, they were fine games, I guess. I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about them. <laughs> um but zvt i guess i'll get into it this is kind of my highlight is like uh i had a whole day of like zvt <laughs> and uh i it it was uh, let me let me just set the stage here for you so like i i started the stream uh i think i had too much caffeine in my system like i was a little jittery but it, it was it worked out i guess um I was a little jittery. I warmed up with multitask trainer while super jittery. Uh, and I, I felt like I was playing super fast. Um, and uh, sometimes the jitteriness is it's too much. Like, like it makes my hands go faster than my brain or vice versa sometimes too even. Um, but it was okay. So I started with, I did some customs with Druid and then I laddered. Uh, I played a ladder Terran, and then I ran into Shu Yi on the ladder, and then uh, I played, I think, maybe one or two other ladder games. I think it was a ZVP or something. And then I ended my stream, and then I played, like, three custom games with Brad. <laughs> uh, Brad's Terran, just because just he whispered me, like, right as I ended, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm still fired up. I could play more ZVT, and... Uh, so so I did that. So it was like like it was like a whole day of ZVT. It felt like, and uh, I just felt very dialed in. And it was also versus like different different Terrans, you know. And and most of them were Terrans I'd played before, minus the the couple of ladder ladder folks I had. Um, but it it just to to play different Terrans too, all kind of around the same MR, but but different and to able to be able to play the way I wanted to and. Um, it just felt incredible, and uh, one of the things too is that like when I started the the customs with Druid, like uh, the first the first game I my early game was so bad, <laughs> like like I, I I warmed up right, but like I just didn't really warm up the build I guess, and and he was very annoying with Hellions and stuff, and like it just was a it was kind of a shit show. Like it, it's one of those early games where you're like supply blocked for like eighty percent of it, and you're like, yeah. The, this isn't supposed to happen, but it, here we are. Um, so my early game was terrible, but like, you know, I, I was able to like make plays like later on, you know, like I had like good uh, positional choices and like good engagements, you know, which is always helpful. Um, but, but I still lost just cause like I was, I was, I was trying to go uphill for that game. But then the next game, I, I, my early game was, was near flawless. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say flawless, but like as good as I can get it. And, it was also just a very like uh, I don't want to say bop, but it was a very straightforward execution of of everything, and everything kind of went my way just because I had enough, I had more, I had a good push, and uh, we just smashed in and we did it. Uh, and you know that that kind of continued for the next game. I think I played like three or four games with him, and uh, you know it, it's just uh, when when the repetitions are going are going well like that, you you feel very uh, very confident and very powerful. And also, I'm also very happy of my ability to make uh, to make the adjustments and to just be like, oh, like I lost a 14 minute game, but I lost that 14 minute game within the first six minutes. <laughs> you know, like 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 I did some plays around minute, you know, 10, 12 and 
eight or whatever, but like those are just plays. They're not like they're not the actual game losing situation, you know. So I, I was glad I was really able to recognize that and just to to fix it too. You know, fix it for the next game. And it's like, oh yeah, this is great. This is so much easier now that I like have things. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that you hit Shu Yi on the ladder because she always asks, like, why she never hits me and why I never hit you. I'm like, I'm 400 MMR beneath you guys. What are you talking about? Um, it, but it is really, really neat that, you know, you're able to, like, rectify mistakes, you know, after a bad game. Just like, okay, so this is wrong. I'm going to fix that. And then, you know, being able to execute that change. And then, you know, going on to like win games because of that, like that's always like hearing about that kind of stuff is always super neat. And it shows like a willingness to adapt your plans and learn from your mistakes, which is incredibly important if you plan on, you know, continuing your ladder experience and, you know, climbing up the ranks. Uh, also, it's interesting that it's you had an entire day of ZVTs. That's... <laughs> It's a, I don't know. I, I'm not too great at ZVT, so that just sounds like hell to me. But <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to like really do well during that day. Yeah. the The other thing too is that like it, it really helps the confidence too when you can lock in on the mistakes and just be like, yeah, that's what it is. Because it's also reassuring in the way that it's like I know what my priorities should be. You know, and it's like, yeah, like this fight was ugly or this fight was whatever. But it's really just like, no, no, I know exactly what I would redo. <laughs> like if given the chance to redo it, like to to take a mulligan at like, I, I know exactly what to change. And and that is a huge confidence boost for uh, just like my awareness and my game sense just to know. Like, and again, I didn't look at the replay. I just knew because I was the one doing that build in the first game. And I'm like, this is bad, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and to do that without, you know, like the detailed analysis or whatever, it's, it's very nice and it feels nice. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it shows somebody who's really willing to dig into their replays and their, all of their mistakes, like, you know, something like forgetting to build overlords that's not like a very obvious mistake unless you're actively looking for it like most people want to look at the big fights or you know like the crazy bits of harassment that they're doing and it's just like well yeah like this was a pretty cool fight but you were supply blocked for literally two minutes like you could have had way more army here like, it's not that Colossi are broken, it's that you literally had 20 less Marauders than you should have. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's like, hey, this fight was really close. And it's like, yeah, well, like, if you weren't supply blocked at 122, you could have done the same exact thing with 30 more Roaches. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that would have made this fight not close at all. Like, you would have crushed it, you know, and it's, it's, uh, I, I also think, like, you need to, to do the time, like, getting into the replays you know to 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 know these things and to be able to make these uh these calls on the fly because it, you know it's one thing for me to be like oh yeah, yeah i was supply blocked but it, it's also i've looked at enough of my own replays to be like yeah you dummy you were supply blocked at 36 then 44 then like 59 and it's like what? like yeah of course of course that's why you felt bad when his first push came out or like you felt unprepared like yeah of course you know it's that's uh it's pretty straightforward. The the other thing I wanted to say is that uh, 
I, I played Shu Yi on the ladder, which again, it hasn't it hasn't happened in, in a little bit, and it's always a treat. It's always a treat to run into one of your friends slash practice partners. Um, and I also feel like a week ago, I was like, Shu Yi, let's do some customs sometime, you know, like, <laughs> and then it just happened on the ladder. So it was like super exciting. It's just fun. And uh, the thing, after the game, she, she complimented uh, my creep spread. She said, wow, your creep spread is really fantastic. And she also said to me, and oh my God, your roaches showed up so much faster than I expected. And I was like, this is, these are the nicest things you could ever say to me. Like, <laughs> it's, it's also one of these things too, when like, uh, uh, if a macro, if a macro Terran compliments my creep spread, I know <laughs> that it is like, not only is it good, it's like striking fear into their hearts, which is like like the the dream uh so for her to say that to me was like i was i was blushing you know like i <laughs> and as a as a you know dedicated roach enthusiast uh for someone to say they show up earlier is like yeah that's exactly like what i'm going for <laughs> you know like i'm i'm exactly going for having a lot of them earlier than you're ready for it like that's that's my jam so uh it was fantastic i did lose that game but it was a it was a banger it was a good game like i i i left nothing i left nothing uh left nothing out there you know yeah as as someone who has played customs with you your creep spread is fucking terrifying <laughs> there's nothing worse than like poking <laughs> out and the creeps already like outside of your base i'm like oh shit are you serious <laughs> oh yeah i will say i will say curious minds curious minds makes my creep look extra good because like just the way that the path of the first like few tumors like i can get to the third in like six or seven spreads i feel like and it's always there and i i love curious minds for that just because like the creep that first those first like two tumors are already like pushing out like normally sometimes you have to have like the first one or two to like connect your bases so it doesn't go quite straight out but like curious minds is so short and the orientation of it it just like it just goes right out there and uh it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you have anything else to uh, discuss about your day of ZBT, or did you want to hop into a low light? Uh, no, I mean, I think that's it. I think a lot of the games were kind of similar, but again, it's also like games that I'm used to navigating and games where like the ladder guy was like, games where the Terran's like, oh, he's not going to push me. He's going to turn around and try to save his base. And I'm like, and why would I, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like it's like why does he think i'm gonna do that as i'm like killing all of his tanks and killing his third base like <laughs> and it's just funny because it's like i've gotten to these situations so many times at this point where it's just like i'm very prepared like not only mentally but also like mechanically like i'm i'm prepared to do what i need to do to to make this work and to be like oh he's letting me have his main ramp all right i'll take it like <laughs> you know and uh just just kind of smashing my way in and, and you know it's it's my favorite it's fun to play it's fun to do. Uh, it, it makes Terrans sweat a lot, and uh, you just keep marching the roach printer across the map. And um, I, I had a couple with Brad, too, like after the stream was over, where it's just like, it's kind of like that never-ending conga line of roaches that just kept going. And it's like, I'm still fighting, and I'm still kind of winning, but like the pressure is still there. Brad's still struggling to like completely clean me up and then, you know, I can back off. I can rinse and repeat. Like, you know, I, I'm very, I feel good about applying the pressure in those situations and uh i had a lot of practice applying the pressure in those because again a lot of those games were again this this kind of uh very tempo aggro focused stuff and uh i i was i was chilling man 
yeah, the conga line, it, this, it's definitely something that's frustrating to deal with because it's just like, I just dealt with a bunch of roaches. What do you mean there's more coming in? <laughs> Um, I guess for low light, I, this, I mean, this is just like, a, again, I, I'm in a, I've, I've been in a pretty good mood and I feel like I've been playing pretty well. So I did have to dig a little bit to find this one. Th this was just the game I played. I think I played this yesterday, but it's just a, it's just a, a classic, classic mech battlecruiser uh, game. Uh, I feel like I've talked about mech and battlecruisers a lot. So I'll, I'll just give you the quick bullet points, but um, you know, the opener, uh, uh, it was a pretty even start, I'd say, and, uh, you know, there's Hellions poking around, there's a Viking denying all my scouts, and uh, I didn't really think BC until it became that point in the game where I'm like, nothing has left his base <laughs> since the Hellions. Like, nothing at all has moved, and it's like, it's probably BCs, and then, you know, 20 seconds later, it's it's a BC. Um and the the worst part about this particular game is that he had two BCs. He waited. He waited until he had two to jump across. And when he jumped across, he found my spire immediately as it was still building in the main. So I, I took an incredible amount of damage. I did do my classic move of uh, just send my entire Roach Ravager army across the map and uh, smash the third base while he's you know, obliterating my main base with BCs. Cause like you can't kill it with Queens. Like you just don't have enough. And, uh, you know, I had to remake the Spire and I'm just like, all right, well, we'll just send this across and, <laughs> and see what happens. So like we killed a base and it got to this situation, but, um, I think he made out with that trade a lot better than I did. And, uh, then I, I think I overmade corruptors too. Cause like it, this, this happened to me before, but like sometimes the mech player will just double down on the bcs and like non-stop making the bcs and uh if you don't have a, a lot of corruptors you'll just lose them to to yamato and and the warp in so even if you're you have enough you'll still kind of bleed out so like i i made way too many because i was nervous of that I, again I, I was kind of doing it blind like again i, I could have looked i could have looked at the tank count like i think that's the information i learned from the replay where it's like yeah if he has this many tanks he's not gonna keep making bcs uh so, you know, I, I kind of blindly made too many corruptors, and then uh, I lost a lot of stuff on the ground, and then I tried to do a swarm host transition, which is just, again, it was like one round of production too late for it to, to be meaningful. And, uh, yeah, and then I was dead. <laughs> I've never actually seen you use swarm host before. That's a that's an interesting call. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hate it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, they're good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they're really good, especially if it's, like, super tank-heavy. Um, and, and I do think it is somewhat easier to use than Vipers because usually I just go for Vipers because like even though it's harder to do, I think it's it's also like I sh I feel like I should be good at Vipers. Like I feel like as a confidence or I want to be a Viper, a Viper guy. Um, but but I do I do know that there are games sometimes where it's like if I made Swarm Hosts, I would make my life easier. So I kind of went with it on this game. And uh, again, it was a little too late. I think if I did it before I lost one of my armies, I think it would have been fine. Um, but I, I just don't like it. I don't like the rhythm of it. Like, because you're you're very, very powerful when the Locusts are out. And then you're also very, very weak when they're not out. And I spend a lot of my APM, like, looking at the Locust cooldown. And also looking at the Locust when they're flying. Because I've also been burned many times before where, like, all of your Locusts, like, land on one SCV. And you're just like, cool. 
now I can't do anything for like the next 40 seconds. Um, so I, I, I don't love it for those reasons, but I do like, it's, it's good. Like, <laughs> like I think they're, I think they're really good. It's just, uh, I think I need to, to apply it just a little bit differently. Um, and again, you know, it's, I, I took a shot in the dark by making it. And again, it's not my normal solution to mech. Um, but you gotta, you gotta try it sometimes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never really get better with anything unless you give it a shot every once in a while. But I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I, I've tried Swarm Host before in ZVT, and it it doesn't work out as well whenever I do it versus when other Terrans or whenever other Zergs do it to me. Sometimes it's it's one of those things where uh, if your first wave does a lot of damage, you will always do better, like on the next few. But if your first wave is kind of like kind of okay, or like they have like six turrets by the time your first wave hits, eh, it's okay. Like you can still get value for sure. Uh, but it's less, it's less effective than if you got a lot of damage on your first one. And then every wave after that just gets like better and better and better. And it kind of snowballs like that. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I just, I don't have a super a great amount of practice there. You know, stuff like that happens. And, you know, if you, if you are on ladder, it's never a bad idea to take a risk. Like, even if you do wind up losing some MMR, at least you get to learn, you know, or you get to gain some competency at something that you have not tried before. So I, I, I think it, I applaud your effort. Uh, anything else, man? No, I, I think that's, I think that that's about it. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, pretty good, pretty good overall. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're doing pretty good. I mean, you're, it sounds like your floor is raising. You're having fantastic time. You had to struggle to find a low light. Like I, I think you're doing pretty good. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. With that, we can go ahead and hop into the topic for tonight, which is just going to be a year-end recap. Uh, we've, we're now 15 episodes deep. We started this... Oh, shit. I forgot which day we actually started this, but... In May, right? I think it was, yeah. I checked. I checked because I feel like it would come up, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in May. I don't remember exactly when, but it was somewhere... In... Our first episode was posted around May, so give or take, give or take a couple weeks, probably. It might have in that case it might have been actually as early as April. But anyways, we've been doing this for nearly a year now, and we've been playing for over the course of the year, and so we're just gonna kind of reminisce over what we've done this year. Captain Happ, if you'd like to go ahead and start us off here. Yeah, so I mean I I'll turn this question to you uh after I answer it, but I think like thinking about the things that I've like improved the most as a player. I think for me, I think the thing that I've improved the most is a lot of my scouting has just gotten a lot more, a lot more thorough. Um, and it, it's, it's definitely not, it's not a hundred percent of the way there. I'd say it's probably like, like 55% of the way there. Like I still have a lot of room to grow. Um, but it's so much better. It's so much better than where it was because it used to be at like, probably like 20% of where it needs to be. Uh, and I was so blind all the time for everything. Uh, but now I just have a lot more comfort with it. And I also just, uh, it's, it's such a weird skill in Starcraft to know when you're missing something, you know, it, to, to know when a piece of information is not there and you're like, mm, we gotta, we gotta figure this out, you know, like, uh, because I definitely have that, at least in my games where I'm like, mm, something's not right. 
And uh, I think that's an incredible incredible game sense thing to have because it, it legitimately makes you better in almost every situation if you just know. And uh, I definitely feel like I know more than I did previously. And uh, you just... It's such a it's such a vehicle for learning because I would never have learned any of these things until I started to force myself to do it, right? And like I would have never learned these game sense and strategy choices uh, nearly as thoroughly uh, if I didn't do it. So I think that's the thing that I've definitely like improved the most on. Uh, especially in this last year, just just getting getting a beat on my opponent, and, and um, even if it's not flying the overseer in, it's just keeping tabs, checking, sending links, checking bases, checking the corners if they're up to shenanigans. Like uh, I'm just so much better at that, and the the reflexes there are just so much uh, stronger because it's also like getting those corner bases before they get up is just like I. I don't want to be bamboozled and lose because it's unscouted for ten minutes, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's such a it's such a good feeling. But uh, yeah, I don't know about you if you have something that you feel like you've improved the most upon. I think actually getting a tempo advantage is something I've improved a lot over this past year. Um, originally, I was kind of just like butting heads with a lot of other players. I wasn't really getting any kind of advantage. It would just be kind of like, we're going to just kind of mash two big armies together. I'm going to hit a timing attack. You're going to hit a timing attack. But, you know, over the course of the year, I've learned how to, you know, use Widow Mind Drops to uh, slow down an opponent using Liberators. I mean, I, I did talk about this a little bit during my own uh, ladder sessions, but this has been, you know, something ongoing over the course of the year. And I've we're kind of coming to a culmination where I'm just getting very fast and aggressive with it and being able to slow them down more than I ever have been before. But uh, yeah, it's um, I, I think that's where a lot of my improvement has gone. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything else that I've greatly improved on over the top of my head. I mean, it's like you said earlier, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I've gotten marginally better at, but I, I it's hard to kind of point my finger at one thing. Yeah. I think the tempo stuff is, is interesting too. Cause it's like, it's not like a, it's not like just like a, like a build order thing. It's a very like uh game sense, you know, kind of intangible skill in a way where it's like reading a situation and reading uh, the, the game state very accurately that, that allows you to do that sort of stuff. And, and, uh, I, I always it, it's it's starcraft is so hard man like <laughs> every time every time i learn about things in the game it's just like man imagine being able to do all this really well <laughs> and uh it, it's it continuously like blows my mind sometimes of how difficult this game is and and uh it's something that i i need to always remember you know because i also think that like it's easy to beat yourself up sometimes and it's easy to to get into these negative thought spirals and all this but but it's also just like man the fact that i've improved at all is like i'm i'm very happy with that like the fact that there's any improvement whatsoever is like a big win and uh i think i think it's also like 
framing framing this kind of improvement is is a challenge because I think it's also you're gonna have dips. You're gonna have days where you just get the shit kicked out of you, and uh, you really you really you really need to put the work in to to get anywhere. And sometimes it feels like you're not going anywhere, but but with time and with uh, you know tenacity, I, I do think you can definitely make it work. Even if, regardless of what you're trying to do in the game, I think there's always there's always ways to improve. You know. Yeah, just speaking a little bit more on that, StarCraft II Ladder is a fucking slog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's a you're going to be put through some trials and tribulations trying to climb up the ladder, and this is something that we've discussed before. But like, your MMR is not a complete picture of who you are as a player. Um, like I, I, when I, like towards the beginning of the year, I had a goal that I wanted to have the diamond one border, uh, not necessarily be like solid diamond one, but just like, just, you know, have the badge, but you know, that didn't quite work out, you know, especially towards the end of the year, we, I had stuff going on. I couldn't, you know, ladder as regularly as I wanted to. And, you know, my ladder performance is usually inconsistent, but like, I know in my heart that like I can take on diamond one players and make them sweat. I have done it before and I will, you know, continue to do it. Even though my MMR says like, you know, 3.5K, I feel like I'm better than 3.5K. I know in my heart that I'm better than 3.5K and I don't really care if I have that badge or not to show it. I just have to put in some more time on ladder and I think I'll, uh, like eventually I will get it, but for now I got to put in some work. Oh yeah. No. And I, I just, I also think that like sometimes we lose perspective on like the, the idea of ladder, like oh, here's a person that you're going to play and you know nothing about them. Maybe maybe their name tells you something about it, but like you you know nothing about them as a player. And here you go. Figure it out on the fly. Deal with it and try to win. And, and like that that idea of itself is so punishing. And, and so in a game of, you know, infinity possibilities, uh, it, it's, it's so challenging to do this. And... and um this this is something too that like it, it happened to me a couple a couple times last week i want to say where it's like i had two protosses who just did weird ass gateway attacks or like there was one guy who like proxy three gates and then like you know was like uh <laughs> then he tried to get a stargate at home off of like one base and like no second nexus and uh, it, it was it was insane what he, what he was doing but we were able to just survive make lings, have a good enough economy to be ahead, uh, have enough units to, to take good trades, to, to always have queens there, to, to not trade poorly with, like, a bunch of zealots and adepts. Like, like again, it, it was very uh, down to the wire. Like, I was very sweaty, and uh, I, I knew it could go south at, at literally any second. But I also was very impressed with myself, you know, because I was playing completely by instinct and completely by... Uh, feel and like subconscious decisions and, and just like you don't have time to to think about oh I need to do this or oh I need to do this or oh the implications of him doing this is this it's no I was just doing it like <laughs> I was just I was just driving the car and I was driving the car really fast you know and uh, it, it 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 was it was one of those games where it's like okay my opponent made some some very bold choices but we were just we were just there and you know and we just survived and we crushed it. And uh, this happened to me. This happened to me twice, and uh, it was like a proxy gate thing. And then uh, I just 
made a bunch of slowlings and went across the map and then he was trying to like take a second base and i'm like what no you don't <laughs> and then he just left no you don't yeah and then uh this <laughs> Yeah, and then this other guy did a uh, he did he did a wall off like it's a normal natural expansion, but then he just never took a gateway or never took a nexus, and he just kept making gateway units, and then he put down a stargate and made like uh, two or three stargate units while still pumping out gateway units, and like again it was really like weird, but it was also like yeah that definitely like could have gone south at any moment, like if I lose my queens or if I lose too many lings and. Uh, you know, just keeping the drones alive and keeping the queens alive, like microing the queen as much as I need to, and uh, just just getting as much value as I can out of the units, and we we prevailed. You know, and uh, again, you, you don't get those all the time, but but when you can play a game like that where you literally don't have any time for any thoughts, but you still come out on top, it, it's it's such an incredible feeling, and uh, you know, you gotta you gotta. <laughs> It's it's one of these things where it's only because of my experience that I'm able to to play that kind of game at all, you know, and uh, it's it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is really nice whenever you can just start kind of making those decisions on the fly very quickly. Um, I, I know that uh, I've played a couple of games recently where my opponent decides to be either really aggressive or do something really odd, and I there there are times where I'm thinking like okay, I got to have to make this one change and then we're good. Or I like, I know how aggressive he can be with this build. So I know like what corners I can still cut and which ones I can't. And as long as I, you know, stick to the build order, I'll be fine. I, I guess that is kind of a, it's definitely a sign of growth that you can be able to make all of those decisions very quickly. And uh, it's actually something I haven't even thought about before this, you know, before this uh, podcast so actually, yeah, that, that does bring some light to uh, other improvements that I've made. Yeah. The the other thing, too, is that, like, if, if this is something you're struggling with, too, the one thing I'll say is that, like, for every one of these builds that I, like, hold, like, you know, very, like, solidly, there there's also times where, like, I just straight up die, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I think it's also, like, when I die from those games, like, I, I look at that replay and I try to understand every decision, right? And then even if I forget about that game for like six months, when I'm put in that situation again, I just have a framework, at least in my brain, that has been somewhat laid out, you know, like not not consciously, but subconsciously. And uh, it it's it's the culmination of me dying to stuff <laughs> uh, before I know how to approach it. And, and I think that that's something that I, I do want to point out because I do think there are a lot of times uh, where it's something you've never seen before and you're going to die. But if it's something you've never seen before, I think that's that's a great indicator to be like, okay, let's look at this and let's look at everything I did in response to this. Regardless of how dumb and crazy it is, you, you can still look at yourself and be like, okay, well... If this is the situation, I just need to do this, this, and this. And because when you're putting that situation again, you'll you'll be in such better shape. And your instincts, like I say instincts a lot, but but the instincts are really there from having experience and, and having at least some amount of analysis. At least for me. Like I like the analysis because it 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 solidifies my decision making in a certain way. And uh it just helps me along that road, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I will say that, like, I know I complain about, you know, proxy void ray and stuff like that very consistently 
especially over the past couple of episodes. But uh, I actually have gotten better at being able to deal with it just because I've been put in that situation so many times. And I've looked back at the replays and just like, okay, well, this time Magfield Accelerator was late. This time I didn't have enough bunkers. This time I probably shouldn't have taken a natural. And, you know, over the course of uh, how long have people been proxy void raiding now? I think it's I think it's been about a year now, but like I've got I've gotten I've gotten better at being able to deal with it. Another thing that I would highly recommend is uh if you're struggling with something like that, it does not hurt to take some time and try it out yourself. I've I am definitely guilty of proxy void raiding raiding some other Terrans. Um it, it it genuinely does help. It's a lot of fun to try out. But uh I think it does help with also learning. It sharpens your own instincts whenever it comes to that build because there have definitely been moments where I'm just like, oh shit, this is actually just as fragile as my defense. Like if I lose a void ray, I die immediately. But uh, yeah, I think that's another good way to kind of figure out different game states and learn about the other side of the matchup. And like, if you know if they lose a certain key unit or a certain key building, then they're in trouble. And I can know, I, like I know that for the next time that I face it on ladder. Yeah, no, that's good. Knowledge is power, right? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Do you have any goals for next year? Um. Yeah. So I mean, I think a year is a long time. Uh. <laughs> uh. But I think I think I can touch the master's border. I think that's I think that's reasonable. And, uh, you know, I, I still think it's, it's, it's a challenge <laughs> for sure. Uh, because I think every time I gain MMR, I just realize like, man, it's harder and harder to gain MMR, <laughs> you know, like each, each time I go up a hundred, I'm like, man, this 100 was so much more challenging than the previous 100, you know, like, um, so I, I know it's, I know it's challenging, but it's also like, I, I think it's within, uh, within, a re it's a reasonable goal and i think it's something i could obtain and again even like the game i played with shu yi and like she complimented me and i'm like yeah shu yi like touched the border a week a couple weeks ago so like you know you know if if she can do it and i can hang pretty well in games versus her uh i you know i i feel i feel good about that and i feel like it's within reach i'm i'm you know step by step i'm a step by step kind of guy you know like a, <laughs> uh we'll take it we'll take it bit by bit but i, I think it's definitely doable within a year and uh, i just want to touch it i just want to tap my hand right on the top of it and just just touch the border then we can tank it it's fine but like uh, I, I think i can do it and uh, i think i can do it the way i the way i want to you know just have the badge for a season just, just oh yeah like just I, get the yeah. badge <laughs> yeah 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 give me that fancy border at the the star and Shuyi, like when we when I ran into Shuyi on the ladder too, we we're kind of we we're kind of bantering a little bit too, you know, in the early game, and it's just like, she's like, "You're next," and I'm like, "No," because I mentioned her scary her scary border. <laughs> it actually it actually is a little bit daunting. Like even even whenever the master's bug border was really rampant, like I would I would get nervous at like a three point four k player that had a master's border. It's just like, oh shit, is this real? Wait. Like what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like an off race or something weird like that. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at, if you have the master's border, it shows you their MMR. So like, you know whether it's a real master's player or not. But there's still like that kind of like moment of panic. 
and you know it's it's a coveted border it it really is well and i think i think being able to say that the word masters <laughs> that's ooh, yeah that that's real nice you know oh masters like because you don't have to know anything about starcraft to know that that's what's up there you know <laughs> yeah every competitive game has some kind of masters uh like competitive uh ranking so <laughs> everybody knows what you mean by masters i i think it'd be reasonable for you to hit masters within the next year like maybe even like pull your floor up so that you're like just underneath masters even i, I think that's reasonable yeah i i do think getting to like 4.1 i think is a pretty big challenge because I get I get matched with like a 4.1 4.2 player like every once in a while now and like it is different. <laughs> it is like there's a lot of bullshit that I cannot get away with uh with those type of players and like it's refreshing in a way but it's also like yeah 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 it, it's it's the same thing we've been talking about where it's just like yeah 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 every everything's better. <laughs> just uh, yeah just don't just don't be as bad and you'll get it you know and it's like great like it's uh, it's very daunting but um I'm I'm within reach at least I feel like at this point. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that whenever you play against somebody who's tougher than you are, it's it's so evident. Like their timings are so much crisper. They're hitting with more stuff. Their upgrades are better at all times. Like it's it's daunting. It's so daunting. Oh yeah. Well, like and even even when I was playing, there was this one game I was playing where like I I was trying to do like a flank, like sneak around and and trap the Terran army on the back end, you know, because I could tell the Terran was was starting to push across. And and as I did this, expecting to find like three tanks unseaged and like the trailing of the bio, the tanks were sieged, and I was like, what? <laughs> so then like my entire <laughs> flank just like isn't really a flank. Like I'm kind of walking into a concave instead of like actually flanking. And uh it's just one of those things where it's like I expected I I in my heart of hearts, I totally expected those tanks to be there, yes but to also not be sieged and they were already set like not <laughs> like not even in the animation but like set and shooting me uh so you know it's it's that sort of stuff that i'm just like yeah that would have worked that would have worked on somebody else but uh didn't work on didn't work on this person so yep yeah the inverse of that is whenever you're like you're practicing with somebody who is a lot higher ranked than you. And then you go back to your own MMR and you're playing ladder and you know, your opponent's stuff just is not hitting as hard. Like I remember back when I was practicing against charge lot, all ends with helium bunny, like she would kick my ass every single time. Like just this insane flood of charge lots like every once in a while she would throw blink dts in and just like literally leap into my base take out tanks just eradicate everything and i was like i was getting genuinely frustrated with it I'm like i'm never going to be able to beat this but then the moment people started doing it to me on ladder it was nothing it was so pathetic compared to what helium bunny had been doing to me so i'm holding these things like nobody's business like it, like it wasn't it didn't even feel like a competition it's just like is that it really there's usually 20 other charge lots there's a second wave like there's already a third base behind this she's already teching up to something different to kill me yeah no yeah and it's uh you know it just it just makes you appreciate it too where it's like facing someone who's just well-rounded you know and i think 
I think as we go higher and higher in MMR, it's just everyone's well-rounded to a certain degree, right? Like, like even the people who are very specialized still have uh, the fundamentals down in a certain way that that people at lower MMRs may or may not, right? Uh, or they might have it on a good day and not have it on a on a bad day. Because like I've I've definitely played some some ZVTs where it's like the push arrives like super early, and I'm like, oh my god, and I'm like super surprised. And then I scout and there's no third, like the third hasn't even been started. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I thought I was super dead because I, ex I expected to see the third landing with like five SCVs coming down. And there's not even, it's not even floating over, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, and, and that's like an experience thing. And it's also a game sense thing too. But it's just like, yeah, like you, you learn a lot from, from uh, playing people who are, you know, very punishing in those kind of ways, you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's it's just a fantastic way to kind of climb ladder, really. Um, like, granted, you know, ladder's full of, you know, weird stuff at all times. But there are a lot of people who are playing fairly standard. And, you know, when I say standard, I mean, you know, the cheeses are standard. The all-ins are standard. You know, the macro games are standard. Like, these are all things that have been discovered and are, you know, practiced, you know, regularly. If you're playing against, like, it, it just, it helps make you a more well-rounded ladder opponent versus people like that. And it's, it's so, so important. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, too, because, like, the 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 cheeses and the, the all-ins that I see are ones that, like, I've probably seen it before. Or I've seen a version of it before that I can adapt to this. Because um, sometimes in gold, man, it's just, like... In the, in the low leagues, like, it's stuff that is beyond my comprehension. Like, like in no in no dream sequence would I ever imagine the builds that I see sometimes in there. And uh, it, it's just, it, it's hilarious because I do think we are, like, again, Diamond, it's, it's not the tippy top, but it is a, a point where there is certain things that have been, uh, like, ironed out efficiency-wise, where people do the same builds because they are somewhat economically viable to a certain degree or like they quote unquote make sense <laughs> even even the ones that don't make sense they at least kind of make sense or they make sense in uh the fact that they expect you to misread it or something like that and uh you know it, it's 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 always it's always a challenge but this is the other thing i wanted to talk about as far as like how i feel like i improved is just like the amount of experience i have i just feel very comfortable in these situations because it's it's stuff where i'm like oh yeah 32 probe charge lot yeah i've played this game before <laughs> you know like it's not my first rodeo you know and like uh it, that happens to me all the time and and i think this is the the experience thing is something that like i i want to be able to explain it to lower league players in a way that's like meaningful and not like dismissive but at the end of the day is there's there's so many things that you'll see that you'll just be more comfortable with or more aware of as you see them uh even if they're the insane people in you know one base gold league or whatever like you'll still get a feel for it the more you experience it and um it, it only gets better with with more repetitions right and, and again i still remember when i had a lot of ladder anxiety and a lot of you know apprehension about losing my mmr and stuff but at a certain point i just 
yeah, I just play, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I just, I just go out there and, uh, I give it, I give it the old college try. And, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't stress that enough on, on how good it feels when you do have experience and you do have, uh, at least, you know, some kind of base to, uh, build upon and that, that knowledge base and that experience base only gets deeper and richer and, uh, more comforting and more, like, it's just understanding, you know, like, I see a build, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy, this guy, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, uh, it, it's just easier for me to, to be in those situations, and yeah, I mean, it's still stressful, but it's, it's not as stressful. No, yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's all about, the biggest thing about ladder anxiety is being worried that you're going to lose, and that you're going to lose MMR, and it's the, that's how you learn, though. Like it, there's no competitive game where you're just going to win all the time. Like you, you have to like you have to take risk. You, like you're 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 essentially you're paying to learn. I guess that's the biggest thing is that you're paying a little bit of MMR to learn. And I mean, realistically, you shouldn't be worried about your MMR that much, anyways. That's gonna a it's gonna fluctuate regardless, and b like if you are actively learning, like it'll go up over time. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I actually, I was watching one of, uh, one of Pig's backseat streams where he, uh, invites like Fear Dragon, Zombie Grub, Maynard on. And, uh, one of the things that he was talking about is people who always complain that they're hard stuck in a certain league. He was like, oh, I'm hard stuck in platinum. I'm hard stuck in diamond. I'm hard stuck in masters. And one of the biggest things that he said was just like, uh, well, maybe you're just not actively trying to learn and like i take a little bit of issue with that but he does have a point like sometimes you just kind of you're like you're not actively trying to learn anymore you're just like you're, you're just sitting there you're kind of bashing your head into the same situation over and over and you're refusing to like actually learn how to get better at that matchup you're not actively practicing like how to deal with that kind of stuff you're not doing drills that will help you like be better at dealing with certain stuff like I, I I think there is definitely a lot of truth to it. I, I think it's a little it's a little brash because, you know, sometimes you do kind of get hard stuck in certain you know, in certain leagues, but Well, I think I think one of the, the challenges too with uh with a lot of this is that uh you have to be very comfortable with critiquing yourself and uh like telling yourself to do things <laughs> you know like like you have to like for me i definitely have to like self-motivate myself in a way for improvement and again i love starcraft and i love playing the game so like it it came very naturally but but i do think there are some people who just like they they don't have a great way to give themselves criticism um and and it can be from a million different factors and and sometimes it's it's knowledge of the game and like they just like you don't know the response or like you don't know the the situation or the uh the priorities and, and sometimes it's also just like it's this weird like like pseudo denial where it's like oh you know oh, this guy he cheesed me and it's like well like come on buddy you gotta look don't look at him like you gotta look at you gotta look at yourself and you gotta really uh consider your choices and and that's that's a certain amount of criticality that you have to put on yourself and like i'm not trying to say it's easy i i, I want to say that it's it's very challenging and it's very challenging to like literally tear yourself apart in a way uh 
but I think it's very necessary. And it's very necessary to say like, hey, this this mistake, this one right here, uh, pff, don't do that. That's bad. <laughs> and uh, you have to decide that to a certain degree. And sometimes it's hard to do that. But you do have to hold yourself accountable to a certain degree. And um, I, I do think that sometimes does hold people back because it's it's hard to critique yourself. Um, and, you know, even if someone gives me a replay and they're like, hey, could you like take a look at this? I'm I'm very aware of this. And, and I'm also like aware that I, I want to give them feedback, but it's also like I need to give them feedback that is appropriate for their level and appropriate for where they are, right? Because if you want me to tear apart a gold league replay at like a diamond one level sure i can do that but it will not be fun and it will probably not be productive honestly like it probably won't help you that much as opposed to 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 breaking it down in a way that is more manageable uh for that league and more uh intuitive and more like priority and understanding focused right like uh because again i can tear a replay to shreds if you want me to but is, is that really the most important thing? I, I, I don't know. Probably not. But it, it's it's hard, man. And I got to do it to myself all the time, you know? <laughs> uh, but that's, that's kind of just where it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, the biggest struggle is that, you know, StarCraft players love to think that they're just, like, temporarily disgraced GMs. We like, we, we like to pretend that we know everything and that, you know, we're really good players. I mean, granted, like, a lot of us are really good players, but you know, we're still going to lose to stuff. And there are also other really great players that are better than us, but it's really, and it's also really easy just to dismiss something. It's like, Oh, it's a cheese. It's like, you, you have to take a moment just to think that, yeah, it's a cheese. It's difficult to deal with for you, but it's still on you to deal with that thing. Like this is not, just because it seems like a cheese is the only reason a cheese is as effective as it is, is because they're cutting economy so that they can kill you faster. If you deal with the cheese, then you you're in a really good spot because they don't have much else to, you know, do after that. Like we want to just dismiss cheese as being like, it's some bullshit strategy that just kills people. It's overpowered. There's no way to deal with it. And it's not, it's just not accurate. It's not accurate at all. It's on you to figure out how to deal with that kind of stuff. And the only way you're going to do it is by, you know, watching your own replays, you know, and also, you know, watch other streamers, like other streamers are going to be dealing with the same shit you are and probably at a higher level too. Play with friends. You know, your friends can do these same cheese strategies to you. And if anything, it's going to also help them if they ever wanted to cheese in the future. Like, you have to learn to take a bit of responsibility for yourself. And granted, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, this is something that's easy to do. I struggle with that shit all the time. I genuinely do. You'll catch me on stream all the time. Just, you know, saying like, I can't believe this Protoss got away with this. Well, you know what, dumbass? You were on 56 SCVs for like eight whole minutes, so you don't have any room to complain. I'm just like, I'm just trying to say, like, we have to take some responsibility, watch your own replays, find practice partners, and, you know, run drills to try and, you know, become better. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's one of these things too, where it's like, it, it's, it, it's also like, I, I, I know it's challenging, but it's also like, 
look, it, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging, but it's also probably the most satisfying thing. Like when you make those adjustments, right? When, when you, uh, shut down like that, that one base play that you die to all the time in gold league or whatever, it is incredible. It is a high, unlike anything else in life. And, uh, it, it truly, it truly is on a level that I have never experienced in, in anything else, honestly, like, um, but, but it's work, man. And it's, uh, it's, it's a challenge. And honestly, I, I don't think it's for everybody, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not necessarily the most like, oh, I can just space out and play. No, it's, it's, it requires a huge amount of focus and, and deliberate effort. And, uh, that's why I love it. You know, like that's, I love the fact that it takes this amount of deliberate attention. The, the other thing I'll say, like, just, just for, you know, if anyone feels stuck is that like 50% of your games, <laughs> will be lost like just deal with it like that is the standard if you are if you are winning 54 percent of your games you will be climbing the ladder right like if if that's all you win you you will go up right so like um 50 is a lot it's a lot of losing you know and like i really really want people to embrace that because that that's part of the game you know it, it's there's one two two men enter one men leave you know or you know one person leaves and uh it's just like yeah like that's that's part of it and uh one of the things that i try to do is is yeah i throw a lot of games all right like <laughs> i am in great positions i have great economy or i have great advantages in the game state and i lose from those positions <laughs> and you you will lose those positions too and that's part of it you know and like um i think i think you just have to accept that and you know i laugh at myself sometimes for the games that i throw because it's it's a little embarrassing but it's also like yeah it's uh he outplayed me and i played poorly and he outplayed me you know and like it's uh you just have to really uh, just accept that and, and accept that you're going to lose. And even if you lose, hopefully you can learn something from it. Oh, the other thing I want to say for, about the cheese stuff is like, yeah, you think you think Cyril is good because he doesn't get cheesed? <laughs> no, no, he's he's seen every cheese in the book. He's especially seen every cheese in the book because he's used to people who are trying to like punch up towards him. So like, it's just always clean it's always flawless like if you need inspiration on how to make literally any cheese look like a terrible idea <laughs> you can find you can find professionals who will dismantle it in a way that like is silly like it makes it look silly uh and, and <laughs> i i'm constantly inspired when i see people try to cheese Cyril because it's just like Oh man, like it's it's laughable almost how how they can they can crush some of these cheeses and uh, it just puts things in perspective, you know. And uh, I think I think even if you are getting cheese, as long as you understand the game situation, I think that's that's always something you can grow and develop because I think a lot of people cheese and they 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 die to cheese, but they don't fully understand like the state of the game as they are dying to it, right? And, and it's tough, it's tough, but it takes time. It takes experience. It takes a lot of people doing it to you before you realize that it's not that scary, you know. And uh, I encourage you just just keep hitting the button. <laughs> yeah, I want to add just a couple of things to the uh, the Cyril anecdote. Cyril also has to deal with pros that cheese him, 
And I can promise you, if Maru, if Maru is doing a proxy racks build against him, that shit is tuned into the millisecond. Like that is the cream of the crop when it comes to proxy. You can't get much better than you know, like a Maru, a special, uh, you know, Ty when he was doing it. You can't get much better than that, and he still, he still deals with it very, very efficiently. But also, there have been times when Cyril has died to a cheese. Maybe not immediately, but there have been times where he has suffered a great loss due to it. So, like, it's it's one of those things you have to keep in mind. Like, yes, it's your fault that you lost a cheese. But, you know, also other people lose the cheese. It's fine. The biggest thing is that you need to, like, take a look at the replay and figure out what you need to actually be looking for in those situations. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope this is helpful. I hope we're not just scolding people to to look at their replays. But like I don't I don't know. I've had I've had people who it's just like I, I feel like this frustration is is pretty common. And like it, it's it's also I can only explain what, what worked for me and, and you know holding myself accountable to a certain degree and really putting in the focus and the attention is really what, what helped me. But, you know, everyone's going to be built a little different and everyone's going to have different different things that work for them. But uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, sometimes you get you get a lot of the similar questions and uh, sometimes you, you just, uh, <laughs> I try to provide the most general yet also specific advice I can, but sometimes it's just not going to fit for the person, you know? Yeah, it, it is kind of hard to tailor advice to, to people. Um, I mean, it comes down to stuff like, what league they're in, what they like to play, what race they're playing. It's it's really hard to tailor specific information to people. And it, it's one of those things where I, I feel kind of bad if somebody comes into my chat and asks like, hey, I'm kind of new to the game. Like, what would you recommend me doing? And I just wind up interrogating them. Well, for starters, like how new? Like, are we talking like a gold league player or is this like fresh bronze player? Like, I, I need to know a couple of things before I give you advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also like the advice that, you know, you get as a diamond is is it's it's not going to be that helpful at, at different levels. You know, I mean, it, it's fine. Like, it, it doesn't hurt sometimes, but it also it just might be too much or it might just be the wrong time and place. Um the one thing, so this is the thing I wanted to bring up is I, I, I do think I will pursue some coaching in the next year. Uh, I think we've kind of mentioned this a little bit, but like I want to be uh, challenged and pushed out of my comfort zone to a certain degree. Like I want to, I want to be told what to do, honestly, like, <laughs> like, like, be, because this is the other thing too, is that like, I'm talking about all this like self analysis stuff and all this like how I like hold myself accountable, but also I want to make sure that like, a I'm, I'm making good knowledge decisions because I do think there is just also a knowledge base that like is beyond my scope of understanding. Like, like, like it, this happened too when I got coaching from Macintech where he was just like, do this, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like it's it's simple in in a, in a certain way, but it's also like I can come up with these thoughts and I can do these things and I can have these thoughts of what I think is proper or is correct. But also I want the, the ability for someone to tell me to do something that is important from their perspective. Right. And, and like, uh, there's something very freeing about being told what to do, or there's something very freeing about, 
uh, like, no, you're wrong. Do this. <laughs> like, I, I kind of need that to a certain degree at this point. And, and I also feel like what I have uh, developed myself as a player is is good. But I, I do think, you know, hey, man, like getting an extra pair of eyes on this, getting getting someone who who has a deeper understanding and has a uh, a good frame, a framework of instruction, I think I think could be very helpful. And I do think that will definitely make that uh, that goal of that that shiny border uh, quite a bit easier. But also like I'm I'm I want to learn to be more everything, you know, just more uh, well rounded, you know, and and I think the goal of being well rounded is 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 a big challenge because there's there's a lot of ways to do it and there's a lot of ways to just be quote unquote solid, right? And uh, I'm I'm definitely going to be kind of looking for that for the uh, for the upcoming year. And it'll be great to talk about on the pod, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. It, it's something that I've uh, tossed around in my mind as well. I do want to point out that like you, you still have to have some like self-reflection, even if you are getting some coaching. See the big thing, the thing I think is the most important about coaching is like even at any level you have a fairly decent knowledge bank of what needs to be done, like what needs to not, or what you need to do, what you don't need to do and stuff like that. And I feel like coaching kind of helps to draw connections between those things. Like you can, like you can know, like throw in a liberator every once in a while and just like send it out to attack. Like I would have never thought about that until somebody was just like, Hey, this is an excellent way of like just distracting your opponent. I'm like, Oh shit that's actually a good idea. And, you know, like I know these things, but I never really drew a connection between them. And, you know, I, I, I still think, you know, a little bit of self-reflection is definitely okay, but you know, you can also like reach out to coaching and they'll help you, you know, develop your knowledge base a little bit better, make connections that you didn't previously make. And also like, you know, they can provide pretty decent uh, practice partners as well. Like you're really going to challenge yourself if, you know, they decide themselves that they want to be the practice partner. But I, th I think it's an excellent way of uh, improving your skills and expanding your knowledge base of the game. Oh, the one thing I don't think I asked you this, but do you, do you have goals for the upcoming year? Uh, nothing really set in stone. I might go back to the uh, the original goal of like just touch diamond one. I, I think I might. I might. I might say like by my birthday, I'd like to be diamond one. So about mid year, I just, I want to have the badge. I don't have any spe super specific goals. Um, I feel like it's too, well, I guess it's not too early. It's not, it's not something I've thought about in great detail yet. I haven't even really thought about it to be honest. That's all right. You got, you got a, it's not new year's yet. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to set your resolutions in stone. You know, it's a, uh... I mean, I guess the big one really is just the just the diamond one border, and if need be, I can make smaller short term goals to get to that point. And you know, maybe also you know just have more games because I, I have been distracted a decent amount this year, and I'm hoping that things kind of calm down. And I can you know have a more consistent practice schedule and actually be able to you know like just grind out the games that I need to and. You know, maybe also get some of the coaching. I guess I could throw that in as a goal. Just like have a couple of coaching sessions. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, it's uh, 
It's good. I mean, I think it's good to have these kind of like large, like philosophical, theoretical goals. And, uh, you know, you can worry about how you get there later on. But I, I do think it's good to have something, you know, that you can reach for, right? A goal, a goal should have a little bit of a reach, a little bit of a reach involved, you know, because I think that's always a that's always good to have in there and it's always good for motivation and um, it should be reasonable, a reasonable reach, but you know, it's uh it's always a balance, but that's good, man. I want to have Grandmaster by February. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, good luck. Good luck, buddy. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I had anything else uh, in general to talk about. Uh, I mean, other than me just being like appreciative for this podcast and, uh, having these discussions with you. And uh, every time I get people who say anything nice about the podcast, I just, uh, I just, uh, I just blush straight away. Like I, it's, it's the nicest thing. And uh, everyone, everyone is coming to my chat or even, even this has happened to me in other people's chats where they're like, Hey, great podcast. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe like, it's, it's such a, it's such a surprise, but it's, it's so nice. And uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm really happy we were able to do this and uh, I look forward to continue to do it with you, my but my buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping to have big aspirations for the climb next year. It's like, you know, getting it off the ground is one thing, but actually pushing it to its limits is going to be a completely different thing. Um, we're hoping to have more content coming next year. We're going to have bigger guests. We're going to have better production quality. Um, but, you know, I, I've had so much fun putting this together. Uh, every like every time I get a chance to talk with you, Dan, it's always, you know, absolutely fantastic. You're a fantastic person to be able to talk to and, you know, bounce all of this shit off of. Oh, you. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't really have much else to, uh, go over. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do think, I do think for, I think, you know, we can get, we can get some more guests on here. We can, uh, you know, maybe try some different format stuff. Cause, cause here's the thing. I think we've, I think we're in a groove. We're in a groove, you and me, uh, you know, where we are. And uh, I think it's always good for podcasts to have that kind of like uh, that like foundation, you know, uh, and I definitely think we have that. And I, again, like, I'm glad I, I like talking to you, <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, what if we did like six episodes and I'm just like, you know what? This guy's not that interesting. And uh, I'm yeah, out. this sucks. <laughs> but no, it's been it's been completely the opposite. And uh, every time I do it, I can't wait to do the next one. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to get some some other the Starcraft Starcraft folk uh, in here because everyone who ladders, I think, I think has something to say about ladder. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's always a blast. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it to wherever this this ship takes us yeah cheers man i am also super excited for the upcoming year we've got a lot of things that we can uh we can think about and improve on uh but yeah with that being said thank you guys so much for all of the support over the past year uh like dan says it's always fantastic to have people like come into chat and just like hey great podcast or you know just you know giving all of the positive comments and everything. Or, or hey, I'm hey, I'm laddering. <laughs> yeah, that's also a really good one. That's it's, a great one. It's really cool to hear people like coming back to the ladder after hearing the podcast. Like I I honestly can say I, I didn't expect it to, you know, go as well as it has been going, but it's it really is really heartwarming to see like all of these people listening to the podcast and getting excited about ladder, coming back to ladder and you know, giving us all of this good feedback. We, we really genuinely appreciate it a great deal. 
But uh, yeah, with that being said, the podcast version will be out on Friday. You can find The Climb on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast sites. Our socials will be linked in the description if you'd like to give us a follow. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, Dan, do you have anything going on currently? Oh, nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, just streaming as usual. Uh, I'll probably get back into the YouTube swing uh, as the uh, as the as the year progresses. Uh, I do have some things I'm working on in the pipeline, but I, we got we got time. We got time. We got time to get that stuff uh, all ordered ordered up. But uh, so far, just streaming, hanging out, and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's always a joy to have you come on, and you know get to talk about this fantastic game that we enjoy so much oh yeah it's a good time always a good chat always a good time and uh we we still have a lot of topics that we can cover so you know hey that's uh <laughs> that's always good oh god yeah i mean there's we can easily think of more at this point we've we're not even close to finishing all of the topics that we've brainstormed so far with that being said guys that's going to be all for us this evening Happy holidays, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Climb. And as always, good luck and have fun out there.